Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached. When I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom, I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 357, the Puerto Rican Clearcut Turkey. And I am your co-host, and the guy who was covered up Saturday. And I am your co-host. And the guy who found a fall target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have found, well, I won't say I found. I knew he was there. He was there in the spring, but he's still there. So, found a fall gobbler, and, well, at least I haven't found him. I found his tracks and a feather and where he was scratching around. I couldn't really figure out what he was eating, but he had scratched really heavily in this area. So, I got kind of a pattern down on him for now, and... I'm going to hone that in as time gets closer, and I think he's going to be my shotgun season turkey. I'm going to save him until shotgun opens and try to get a different one with a bow, but I have to go find the different one. Gotcha. But he's not in a very good place to try to bow hunt. So Too open? Yeah, it's just, he he goes, I found where he's getting his water, and because right now water's at kind of a premium, or at least it was before this last rain, and he goes from this ditch 
straight up onto a railroad and across the railroad up a hill. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to, there's, you know, you'd think I could just set up on the railroad, but it's, there's nowhere to set right. or I'd be shooting up at him. So yeah. it's just, I'm going to save him for shotgun. That's where I killed my fall gobbler last year with a shotgun and we'll, I'm going to do it again. It's probably his brother. So well, there was three. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, there was three gobblers last year and I killed one. And then after I finished things out in Alaska, I went in there this spring and called one up and filmed him. And I'm pretty sure that's who I'm finding the tracks of. Yeah. He's in the same area. So I have some history with him and hopefully I'll get to meet him up close and personal in October. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, but... you don't want to be shooting on that railroad track because you never know when a train may just sneak up on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, it's just there, and next thing you know, you know, you put people in harm's way. Maybe it's a Tesla electric train just comes slipping through there. Yeah. Plus, it's a little against the law. Yeah. No, I'm not going to shoot him on the railroad. That would be the spot if I was going to bow hunt him, but I need him. Last year, the one I killed, they were all in the ditch drinking out of the creek. Oh, yeah. I remember that story. Very cool. Three of them, 15 yards below me, drinking water while I watched them for a good 20 minutes. It was really neat. So this is going to be a similar situation, probably. I just have to figure out. I think I know where he's going to eat. And it's interesting, last year, the day I killed my gobbler in the fall, that morning they roosted in the same tree that he did in the spring, flew down, and they went down the creek and then up this hill and were feeding at the top, and they started gobbling last fall from up there. And that's the exact same hilltop that scratched to high heaven this year. So it looks like they're using the exact same routine. Yeah. From year to year. So that was, it was pretty cool because fall, spring, and now fall again, and they're still doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, you know, I've been in there, killed him in the fall last year, never went back, went in the spring, called him up, filmed him, looked at him, never went back. And then now I'm going to go in there and hopefully kill another one this fall. But I've seen a lot of hens in there too. Saw three hens with 15 poults. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. They were feeding in a nearby bean field. And, uh, you know, the poults, the hens were all watching me, and I could just see the little poult heads looking up over the beans because they're about chicken-sized. Oh, wow. And, yeah, they're they're pretty good-sized. They're, they're not huge yet. They Obviously, everything seems to have been a late hatch, in my opinion, around here. And then I went, and I was driving past this neighborhood, and there was two poults trying to get through this chain link fence in this guy's backyard and they couldn't get through it so i was worried they were trapped and so i got out of the truck and went over there to try to help them and one of them was just running one of them jumped up and flew off and i was like well that's great you know he can fly and the other one was still just trying to get through the fence running back and forth back and forth back and forth the closer i got you know the faster it's running back and forth and finally when i was like 10 yards from him he jumped up and flew off over the fence (laughs) And then I saw a big hen fly off, too, and flew and lit with him. So I'm like, that's good. That made me feel good. Yeah. But I could see the hen on the other side, so I was like, about. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I guess I'm going to grab this poult and just chunk it over the fence and hope he makes it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Trying to help the wildlife probably would have done more harm than good, honestly. But yeah, you never know. Good to see, man. Good to see yeah. poults. I haven't 
I haven't seen Pulse like this in a long time. Yeah, so, totally understand. Well, what covered you up on Saturday? Turkeys. Man, isn't this nice? I'm sitting here talking about all the Pulse and turkeys I'm seeing, and now yeah. you're telling me that. Yeah. So I went to the new hunting club that I joined this year and had to do a little work there. And on my way out, I saw what I think were two adult hens with probably, it's pretty heavily wooded in this area. The road's not real wide that I saw them on. And I'm going to say there were probably 12 poults. Wow. And the poults are, they've got their adult feathers and are about 80% of the size of the adult hens. So they're coming on nicely. And my guess is with all the rain that we've had and these cooler temperatures, the bugs have been plentiful and they're growing like crazy. So I saw a flock there at the new club and then I left there and went to my place to do some bush hogging and saw two different groups of hens and poults and then I saw two hen turkeys without poults and so in similar area you know not terribly far from where I saw them what a month ago so I know it's a lot of the same birds that I saw or at least I would speculate that it's a lot of the same birds that I saw a month ago but Mm -hmm. still nice to see man I mean it just it warms my heart makes me feel good that is awesome for sure. Yeah. Good uh, good sign for things to come on the new turkey club, man. Yeah. You got to like that. Yeah. Like that a lot. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. Well, it's right across the highway from the one I was in last season. And so, I, oh, know, okay. it's, I know it's I know it's there. That's I know awesome. there's a bird or two there. So, yes, sir. Getting close to now. We're 204 days, 12 hours, 22 minutes, and 28 seconds from opening day of spring season in Puerto Rico. In Alaska, we'll be waiting 212 days, 12 hours, 0 minutes, and 40 seconds. So, closing in, not next week, but the week after, we will be in the 100s, which is hard to believe. Oh, yeah. That's going to sound nice. A little over six months. Yeah. We're closing back in, and fall turkey season is right on the corner, so I'm super pumped because... Give me something to do for a couple weeks Heck and yeah. hold over some time. So fall turkey season, then duck season, and then turkey season's here. So And yes, I'm having sir. a baby, so I'm sure the November and December will probably go by really slow and also fast. Yeah, <laughs> it'll it'll be a blur for you. Yeah, I won't remember any of it, and I'll be well-conditioned for low sleep for turkey season. Yeah, that's true. Got to pull out the positives, man. Got to pull out the positives. That is true, for sure. Well, cool. Well, I've got an awesome, awesome, awesome hunt to share with everybody today. So I'm excited. This, this is the story of the Puerto Rican clear-cut turkey from this season. And, well, I guess I, you know, this this is one of those turkeys that you just really hate to kill. Mm, you like to talk? He's, he was very, very talkative. Very talkative. And this particular morning, he was quite fired up and Mm. all alone so that's a good mix for an average turkey hunter like me yeah if you're a turkey hunter and you get get those odds going that's that's always i'll take those factors anytime i can get them you betcha so i'm going to kind of set this hunt up for you guys set the story up i should say so 
I pull into this piece of property that I'm going to hunt and I know what area I want to hunt. The area that I want to hunt borders a clear cut and there's a creek bottom that runs down one edge of this clear cut and the creek bottom still has very good tall hardwood timber in it but it's also very open. So the road that comes into this area runs down one side of the clear cut. Mm -hmm. Then that road, if you could continue on that road, which you can't because of the creek that runs through the creek bottom, but that road tees into the creek, and then the creek is the border of the clear cut on the other side. So on the north side of of the clear cut's the creek. On the east side of the clear cut is the road and I park about oh I'm gonna say a hundred yards south of the creek on the road. Yeah. Have you scouted this area or anything? Or you're just showing up? This is relatively early in the season in Puerto Rico, but I know that there's turkeys in this area because I hunted there the last day of season last year and I heard oh four different turkeys gobble on the last day of season. So you know that's a great sign. Yeah, I'd go back. Yeah, no doubt. As a matter so, of fact, if you, if you ever want to show me the place, you know, let me know. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop you a pin on it. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. I'll trade you I'll trade you X, Y, and Z states for Puerto Rico. <laughs> you mean Alaska, Alaska, and Alaska? Yeah, Alaska, Alaska, and the province of Alaska. Okay. Well, yeah. well let's let's talk. So, <laughs> all right. Sorry. Get back to the get back to the story. So yeah. So, part. I I knew it was a good area to be in. I'd not scouted it because I was relatively familiar with it, and I know that if there's birds roosted in the area, there this clear cut is a year and a half old. It was cut not during this past deer season, but the deer season before, and it had been sprayed. So everything that was not a pine tree and was green in that clear cut was killed after the spray. And so it still looks like it did the day after it was cut, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Except there's baby pine trees in it. Yeah. So I get out of the truck, get all my gear together, and I start walking towards the creek. My plan actually was to go across the creek. And I get about 75 yards from the truck, about 25 yards from the creek, and a turkey gobbles to my left. Only that could happen every morning. About 150 yards from me. And remember me telling you that the creek runs through the hardwood bottom, and the hardwood bottom is pretty open. Yeah. Big timber in it. Well, I am convinced in my feeble little mind that that turkey that's on the roost that just gobbled can probably see me. So I just froze. But it's still really dark, right? It is darker than a turkey should be gobbling in in Puerto Rico. But I am, I'm still concerned that I've been spotted or would be spotted if I took another step. Yeah. So I just froze where I was. Always a good plan. And now I'm scanning the trees, looking for a black blob up in the top of one of them in the direction that I heard the gobble come from. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm standing there and I'm thinking, I'm busted, man. You know, I I just need to hear another turkey gobble off in the distance. So I'm still scanning the trees, scanning the trees, scanning the trees. All of a sudden, I hear another gobble from the same direction. And I said, well, maybe I'm not busted. I've lived. 
Uh-huh. So my spirits just immediately perk up, and I'm feeling much more optimistic about this. It's always a good thing. Then another gobble. And then I hear another gobble, which is still in the same general direction, but a little bit of a little different location than the other three. Mm-hmm. And the first thought in my mind was, did he just turn around on the limb? No, he's too, he's, that gobble came from too far away from where the other three were for him to be on the same limb. Well, then he gobbles again and he's on the ground. The last two gobbles were him gobbling on the ground. He just pitched off the tree onto the hillside. So there's a draw that comes out of that clear cut and runs towards the creek bottom. I'm on one side of that draw, but I'm a good ways from the hill that makes up the other side of that draw. But I'm on the other side of the draw from where he flew down. Yeah. Well, now that he's hit the ground, I'm thinking, okay, I don't know where he's going to go. But if he keeps coming towards me, you know, I, I may never even get a chance to sit down and I may shoot him before it's too light to shoot him. Yeah. Shoot him before or, it's too light to even see him to be able to shoot him. Worst things could happen. Yeah. You know, just fire off some shots in his general direction. Yeah. Get him to gobble and then just flurry. Yes. Yes. Unload the gun. We do so, not suggest doing that on this show, by the way. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, uh, please know that that is a joke. And <laughs> please don't try that at home. We get sued for somebody shooting somebody because they let out a flurry next year. <laughs> that is total joke. Don't do not do as I say. So, in fact, this whole story is just a joke. This is a belated April Fools. So just yeah, forget everything you're going to hear. Just, it's a joke. Yes. So <laughs> he's gobbling, and the two gobbles on the ground. The next gobble I hear from him, he's moving away from me. So he's in this draw, walking towards the clear cut. And when he gobbled going away from me, I thought, okay, this this might actually work really well, or this might put me in a very bad spot. Because if he's going away and he continues to go away, then, you know, this brief encounter may be just a brief encounter. Yeah. But we're going to see what happens. He gobbles again away from me. And at this point, I know that he cannot see me because he's gone around a little bit of a curve in that draw. So I break out to my left, kind of so using the hill of the the hillside of the draw that's closest to me, using that as more of a shield to shield his view for me so he won't be able to see me move. And I circle around across the creek and I climb up on about halfway, maybe three quarters of the way up that hill that I was using as a shield. So it's the opposite side of the draw from where he flew down. And now he's walked up into that draw and he's steady gobbling. In fact, he's gobbling about every 15 to 25 seconds. Wow. Just the kind of turkey you want to meet. I'm telling you, man. That's pretty rapid. After you squeeze the trigger, you you go up there and and admire your trophy and you think, man, I hope you bred a whole lot of hens. Please please tell me you're the average bird around here. I hope you've got babies running all over these woods. So when he goes up, that draw is getting further away. I get up the hillside there and I am like plumb out of breath because it's a steep, it's not a very tall hill, but it is really steep. And I am chugging trying to get to where I think I'm in a good spot to sit and call just to see if I can get him to turn around in that draw and walk back down the draw towards the creek where I am. So 
I get there out of breath, but I'm going to play the first clip from that spot. And you guys listen in, and we'll catch you here in just a few minutes.
So not only is he talkative, but he seems to like some pretty poor turkey calling that I do. Always a bonus as well. I mean, if if he's on Match.com, I'm checking boxes, man. I'm like, yes, yes, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. We're a perfect match. match we are. Match. We absolutely are. So That's pretty good. He continues gobbling, but now he's walked up the same hill that I'm on. Okay. Uh, again, I'm checking another box. I like that. Check. Except that he's not coming towards me. There's a road that runs through this clear cut, and he's making his way towards this road. And so he eventually gets up on the road and follows the road around to where it makes a little curve, but it's actually closer to me than where he's where he started out on the road. So he's following the road, but coming my direction, but I don't have much. I mean, I've got some confidence that maybe he's going to step off the road and at least walk to the crest of that hill for me, you know, peek over so I, you know, he can see if there's a hand down there. So I'm sitting there on a knee on the side of this hill, watching the crest of that hill, hoping I see a head pop up, but I'm not, I'm just not sold on the fact that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But still, you got to be prepared. So I sit there for probably, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And the whole time I'm, I'm looking at this hillside up a little bit higher than where he is. And there is a pile of tree limbs that have been pushed up by the loggers. And I'm thinking to myself, if I could get to that pile of tree limbs, that brush pile and keep that brush pile between me and him as much as he's gobbling I should be able to do that I feel pretty certain when he gets bored waiting on this hen to come to him he's going to go up to the top of this hill makes no sense as to why a turkey would go downhill unless he was just going to flat walk off so he knows there's a quote-unquote hen in the area why would he leave the area he wants to be at a better vantage point so you know, at some point in time, he's going to go up on top of this hill. And if I'm behind this pile of brush, I should be able to get a shot at him. Yeah. But I'm not so confident that he's not going to pop his head up over the crest of that hill while I'm kneeled down on the side of it that I want to risk moving and spook him. But I'm, I've got my eyeball on it, man. I mean, I'm like, I've got to be there. I've got to be there. I've got to be there. One of those situations where if you could just make, if you could clone yourself, I would have put my other me right there. So... I'm waiting on him, waiting on him, and he's gobbling. Kind of now it seems like he's found a little bit of a strut zone in the road, walking closer to me, farther away, closer to me, farther away, closer to me, and then more to my left. He's going up the hill, right towards the brush pile that I said I wanted to be at in my mind that I was eyeballing the whole time. So I break out and start around still keeping the same elevation, but around the hill to try to get in front of him. And I spot another smaller brush pile. And I said, well, if I can get to that brush pile before he tops the hill, I'll be able to shoot him because he's on that road. And this second smaller brush pile is pretty close to the road. Well, I start in that direction and it sounds to me like he's about to top the hill that I'm using to shield me and him. And because of that, I circled back in the direction that I'd just come from. So as I do that, he ends up topping that hill. He walked past the first brush pile, the big one that I wanted to be on, and was walking straight towards the second smaller brush pile on the side of that road that he's on. And now I've circled back around, and I'm keeping that hill between me and him. So 
after he crested the hill, went past the second smaller brush pile, he found his true strut zone. He found where he wanted to be that morning, and it was in a loading area. Hmm. This loading area, the road that runs through that clear cut runs right through the middle of this loading area. Very open on both sides. It's probably 70, 60, 70 yards long and wide. It's not on the hill. It's on the side of the hill. And it's now on the side of the hill opposite of where I am because I've circled back around the opposite direction. But what's interesting about the strut zone is my pickup truck's 50 yards from there in the wide open. So he's strutting so and gobbling right there. watching my truck. <laughs> Which I guess is a pretty good strategy, being out in the middle of a clear cut, watching the vehicle to make sure the vehicle doesn't move, make sure nobody jumps out of it to ambush you. No, but I was just, I kept thinking the whole time, you know, when he sees that truck, he's going to turn, you know, there's a good chance, it's a white pickup truck. I mean, come on, out in the middle of a clear cut, not in the middle, but on the edge of a clear cut. And when he sees that, he's probably, he's not going to get so spooked, but he'll probably turn and walk back up the hill towards me. And maybe that's how I end up killing him. Mm. So I've circled around. I've gotten to the road that he walked up and walked over the hill using that road. And he's down there and he's gobbling and gobbling again. Every 15 to 25, 30 seconds, there's a gobble. So I'm looking up the road, listening to him. And I'm thinking that big brush pile, I said that's where I needed to be when all this started if i'd been there when all this started i would have killed him but that's the brush pile i'm going to get to because it is just on my side of the crest of that hill to where i should be able to get in it but still kind of see over the top of the hill and see you know maybe get a visual on him yeah so i start towards that brush pile and I get up to the edge of it, and I find the spot that I want to be in, in the brush pile. And I crawl to that spot, kind of wedge myself in between a couple of small pine trees that are on the edge of the pile and a bunch of stumps and treetops that have been pushed up on the left side, my left side of that brush pile. So it's a little trough that I'm sitting in. There's some brush in front of me, so I feel like I've got good cover I know I've got good cover to my left. I got some decent cover behind me. And, well, there's some brush in front of me providing me some more cover as well. And I get in there and I start to call. And I'm going to play some of that audio. But before I do, I want to say that from where he is and where I am, I can just ever so slightly and ever so slowly sit up very straight and kind of, you know, flex my butt to get a little bit taller, my butt cheeks, and I can see him Mm. over the top of this hill. So I realized when that happened that I was in the perfect spot. Now it's just time to try to make him come my direction. So let's, yeah, let's cue up some audio and let's listen to this for a little bit. I'm not going to break in very much in while this is going on, but you guys tune in and we'll see you here in a few minutes.
All right, so I now have been in this brush pile for about 25, 20, 25 minutes, calling and him answering. And if you listen closely, you can tell that it's not just him gobbling. There's a second bird gobbling who is on the other side of my truck. Mm. I mean, I, and I've, I never saw the other bird because that's, there's a bunch of trees there. It's pine plantation right there. He's in those pines. But that second bird has to be in a spot where he can see my vehicle as well. <laughs> so they're having, in the truck, man. Yeah, I know. I should have just sat in the truck. I could have killed two. <laughs> Again, don't try that at home. It's illegal. Yeah, don't do that either. It's illegal. Don't try that at home. So I am sitting there listening to two birds having a gobbling contest with my truck in between them and bounces best off the truck yeah yeah they're gobbling over the truck you come across the road no you see that truck there i'm not coming across the road you come across the road no there's a truck right there i'm not coming across the road uh-huh but you know i have no way and none of us do have no way of knowing what those turkeys were thinking but when that happens and i've had that happen several times over all the years that i've hunted to me it's kind of like that re-establishing or maybe just the agreeing that that road is the territory line yeah you know this is my area over here don't come over here you cross that line boy yeah and at least in my mind, that's that's the way I play it all out. So I've had that happen, and I'm going to change stories on you, but I had it happen one day at, at my old, old hunting club, the one I was in for 30 years, and it was the river or the creek that ran through the place. And this creek, was, you know, in some places is 75, 80 yards wide. And the two birds stood on either on opposite sides of that creek and gobbled at each other, answered each other back to back to back to back for over two hours. It was insane. So this didn't go on for two hours, but this went on for a good bit of time on this particular morning that I'm hunting. So I enjoy a good gobble fest. Don't get me wrong. But I went out that morning to bring home meat. So we've got to have a good plan here to get some meat and calling is not it's producing gobbling but it's producing very little movement so what do we try next well let's try the silent treatment so silent treatment still gobbling but very little movement then i said well what if there's some competition over here for this hen so i'm going to play some of this audio where i start up with some jake yelps and listen in and we'll see you here in another few minutes
Well, the gobbling has slowed down, as you could tell. He's not gobbling as much now that there's a Jake, a quote-unquote Jake, over the other side of the hill with that hen that's been calling to him for the last, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. And when he hears the Jake yelps, he'll come out of strut and stick his head up and look around, look over in that direction and walk around a little bit. But it's not like he's, it just doesn't seem to be all that concerned just yet. It's not terribly torn up that there's a Jake hanging with it. No. No, not terribly. But he is kind of like, man, what's your, uh, you know, maybe he's starting to wonder a little bit. Who knows? Yeah, and why hasn't the Jake shown himself? The Jake knows yeah. I'm here. The hen knows I'm here. Why? I mean, come on. Somebody poke your head up over that hill. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, he disappears. He starts walking my direction and just disappears. Well, I think to myself, I need to be ready. So. I found myself an opening in that brush that was in front of me, in this brush pile. And I said, if he's walking this road and he's coming towards me, he's going to walk through that opening right there. And that's going to be my place to shoot him. So, I, I, you know, I, I was thinking that what I don't know is where is his head going to be in that opening? Is he going to yeah. be, you know, too close to the brush pile to where his head's not in that opening and it's covered by the brush that I've got between us? Or is he going to be, you know, on the opposite side of the road that he's going to walk up? And he's, is he going to, is his head going to be too low at that point? You know, I just don't know where his head's going to be as he comes up. But I've still got my gun pointed towards that opening. And, well, let's just hit the audio and go one last run. All right.
Oh, baby. I love the gun smell of gunpowder in the morning. Thank you, Lord. with the old 20 gauge baby oh my gosh boom so he stepped into that opening i moved my gun a centimeter safety off gunshot dead turkey that always works out nice too man you yes. just had everything one of those rare occasions where it all just goes good oh absolutely and you know i got some i spent a good bit of time with that turkey after I shot it and just admiring it and reliving the hunt in my head. Oh, and man. it was it was just really enjoyable for me to not be like, okay, I've got a 30-minute walk back to the truck. <laughs> I can see truck. my truck from where the turkey fell. Your, your last hunt in Puerto Rico, you were near the truck too, weren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, except the truck was not visible. This time it was yeah. visible, so I knew the truck was there. It hadn't gone anywhere from the time I left it. Yeah. But, you know, it just, I don't know, a hundred and, a hundred and twenty yard walk back to the truck carrying a turkey. And I could have driven it, but you just, you got to carry the turkey out. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's part of the celebration. That's the part yeah, that really drives to. it home, you know? Part of the hunt, man. Yeah, but, I mean, man, I mean, that was just, for, for him to walk into the opening that I'd picked out, yeah. And yeah. almost literally walk right, put his waddles in the spot that I wanted him to be. Just one of those hunts where everything just worked out perfectly. You know, I spent, I can't tell you how much time on the edge of a wide open cut or, or clear cut with a turkey out in it and didn't get spotted. Then I spent I don't know, 45 to 50 minutes tucked away inside of a brush pile that just happened to offer me the perfect hiding spot and, you know, didn't get bit by a rattlesnake or a copperhead because they're real bad in Puerto Rico. And just to have it all play out, it's just, it was awesome. I mean, what a, what a great hunt. And then, of course, nothing can ruin your day after a hunt like that. So you're you know. on top of the world from then out. Yeah, yeah. But it was... It was a good one, uh, you know, one of those that you just kind of, it's the kind of hunt you play out in your head that you want to happen 
almost every time you go out, you know, a lot of gobbling and a gunshot at the end with a, a dead turkey after the gunshot. And I'm not even going to, not even going to say a hop and a skip to the pickup truck. It was a hop. <laughs> no skip necessary. No skip needed. Exactly. But i tell you what I want to do. I want to do something a little different than what we've done on these past hunts. It's, well, we're in the dog days of summer. I was going to say it's in the dead of summer, but we're winding summer down. A lot of you guys in the Midwest and in the Northeast are getting some cooler weather, and that's awesome. But we're right here in dog days of summer, and I know I'm not the only one craving a turkey hunt. And we're going to play some more turkey hunts as we some some more of our spring turkey hunts as we go through the rest of the year leading up to turkey season. But there was so much gobbling on this hunt. I want to just play the first 30 minutes of the audio of this hunt and let you guys, so if you're traveling on the road, you know, the road noise, you may not be able to hear all the gobbling going on. But I just want to, I'm going to put this after the outro of the show. And if you guys want to listen to it, feel free to. It's 30 minutes. It's got me breathing heavy in part of it you know it's it's unedited it's unadulterated meaning if there's a if there's a burp or a fart in there it wasn't me it was the turkey absolutely but if you want to listen to some gobbling in 30 minutes time i didn't count them all but i'm going to guess that there is well over 75 gobbles in this 30 minutes of audio so if you miss it it's there for you. If you don't miss it, you don't care to listen to it, skip it. It's after the outro, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Who, who doesn't like goblin like that, you know? Well, I'm wondering. I don't want to hang out with guys who don't like goblin. <laughs> if somebody's listening to this show at the end of August, early September, they like it. They want to hear some goblin. Yeah. So, no, no but doubt. just know it's going to be hard to hear if you're traveling, you know, if there's a lot of background noise, maybe if you're at work or something, it, it's going to, it'll be more difficult to hear. So you may want to listen to it, you know, while you're laying in bed at night, getting ready to go to bed or early in the morning before the world cranks up and your day gets going and in a nice quiet place and just enjoy it. Yeah, that sounds good. Sweet. Well, I enjoyed it. Thank you for sharing that hunt with us. I've and I love it. Love the live hunts, man. I love hearing yours and getting to do mine and just get to relive turkey season all over again. It's awesome. It is. It really is. And yeah, that's, that's all I got, man. I don't know. You got anything else? Well, I don't. I don't. So I know you're going to take a little quick weekend trip and yeah, enjoy the last little bit of summer. So I hope you guys have safe travels and have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, as do I. So when you get back, you'll be all refreshed and ready to load the show up with some more awesome guests. Yeah, I'm trying to get a couple maybe fall guests since we got that coming up. I know fall turkey hunting is not hugely popular anymore, even though that's what started the whole sport. But we do have some people out there that fall turkey hunt, so I want to get a couple guests there. If anybody, I'll make this the favor of the week. If you have a guest that you would like to hear on the show, send it to Andy or myself, and we will do our best to make it happen. I'm pretty sure everyone I've had text me and suggest somebody, I've, I've been able to get that person on the show. So if you have a particular guest, whoever it may be, if you want to hear them, other people probably wouldn't mind, send us that information and we'll try to get them on the show. Awesome. It's favor of the week. I like it, man. Well, then let's right, wrap close, this thing up and take it home. Yeah, close it out and then we're going to 
play some extra bonus audio for you to close it out. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.
going back downhill a little bit.